This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with the host, food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and I'm Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. In this week's edition of uh, This Bites, we got stuff to talk about regarding food trucks. Not, not about new food trucks, about laws and ordinance regarding food trucks and some controversy happening within the uh, culinary scene between food trucks and restaurants. We're going to talk about this uh, proposal from a couple of older people here in Milwaukee. We also got news about uh, Palomino return, resuming food service, a new spot in River West, taking over the Sticky Rice location. And we're going to talk about what Anne is reading right now as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to kick it off with... Uh, the flavors of the West Indies, Caribbean island cuisine. You have a little tidbit over Milwaukee Magazine talking about where to find some uh, delightful Caribbean cuisines. There's some really, some really new, cool spots here in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So talk about me, uh, about your selection. Yeah, so I've been thinking about doing this story for a while because I've obviously been noticing more of these options. So, for instance, over on the east side, there's a place called Frankie's, which is on Kenilworth. And they do, um, I don't know, have you ever had the Jamaican Escoviche Red Snapper that? I make it. I have you made make it, it. I have made it in the past. I haven't made it in years, but yeah, I, I love it. So when I lived in D.C., a lot of Caribbeans in D.C. at Howard University and a lot of restaurants. And, and so I got my first flavors of West Indies back in the mid-90s. And I had some amazing uh, dishes, including Escovich which is like this oh. kind of vinegary or, or onions and bell peppers over fried fish is so delightful. I think I mispronounced it. I wanted to like give an, an accent when I was ah. saying, saying that word. Um, but yeah, I had actually I had recently gone to Mobe Cafe, which is in Walker's Point. I don't know if you've been there. It's right on First Street. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I really like what they're doing. And their steamed cabbage, I don't, I know it sounds really simple and like, you know, steamed cabbage. What's so great about steamed cabbage? Some of the best it's things almost, are simple. You it's know? like super buttery and mm. like, it's just really, really good. And their plantains are good. Their Jamaican jerk chicken is just, is really good too. Mm. I was impressed. So, but yeah, there's other places, you know, we've talked about in Brewers Hill, there's pepper pot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, the um, I shouldn't say Brewers Hill. I think that's actually mm-hmm. it's either Harambe right. or it's Bronzeville, right? That's part of the Bronzeville neighborhood or bid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they're, they're obviously known for their Jamaican jerk chicken egg roll. And they've been around as a caterer for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you just very accurately pointed out that I did not include Jules Caribbean, which has been around for a few years now. Years, right. I mean, just across the street from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, if we just talk about trends, that's a really big one in Milwaukee. And What's fascinating to me, too, is how interesting Caribbean cuisine is and how many other types of cuisine it kind of is influenced by. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So you've got Latin American, you've got Indian, Chinese, you've got West African, and all of these things kind of come together. And there's just just so much richness to that Mm -hmm. cuisine that I... And and I love the, you know, like Jamaican... 
has cuisines different than uh, Trinidad yeah. and Tobacco. You know, of course, Puerto Rico's over there. So it's like each has their own unique style and flavors as well. Coming up, we're going to continue the conversation on Caribbean cuisine. Talk about a new Jamaican restaurant that opened up a couple weeks ago. That's coming up on This Bites. We've got a mission on our podcast, Urban Spelunking, and that's to show how every building tells a story. Hi, this is Nate Imig. And I'm Bobby Tanzillo. Even the buildings you think you know everything about are the ones that look like they're nothing special. They always tell you something unique about the city. Learn about Milwaukee through its architecture. New episodes of Urban Spelunking every Thursday from On Milwaukee and 88.9. Subscribe to Urban Spelunking in your podcast app and check out hundreds of past episodes in our archive. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with Ann Christian of Milwaukee Magazine and me, Tariq. We were talking about uh, Caribbean cuisine and restaurants in Milwaukee, Jamaican restaurants like Mobe and Jules, Caribbean Pepper Pot. There's a new one that just opened a couple weeks ago, Ann. And I was looking on Facebook. They don't have a website, but I searched on Facebook. There were a ton of glowing reviews of hmm. this spot called Jerk 76. Uh, it opened on the northwest side. Air Milwaukee has a little take on it. They serve authentic Jamaican cuisine with alcoholic beverages. It's the first time restaurant owner and a native Jamaican Damien Duncan opened back on May 5th, located at 6309 North 76th Street. It's a counter service eatery offering a whole variety of meals from jerk meats like jerk catfish, curry goat, and of course, favorite oxtail and i was watching some videos of some guy who just just glowing reviews of this spot and also they have steamed cabbages as you forementioned earlier uh jerk chicken obviously they have jerk egg rolls gumbo brown stew chicken which i love so much yeah uh and they also have jamaican style sides and desserts they're open up uh, monday through saturday from 11 a.m to 9 p.m the thing i miss a lot now which i haven't found any place that really does it the way I like it when I first had it in DC mm-hmm. is uh th- th- these little snacks. Either they call them chicken loaf, which is kind of like a version of a beef patty, but it's chicken uh-huh. and beef patty and cocoa bread. Oh, like, you, like okay. Gonna, so those patties you're talking about, yeah, call them loaf. So they there's chicken have... loaves and beef patties. So there's chicken and there's beef patties. Okay, but Mobe Cafe has beef and chicken patties. Separately. Oh, really? Yes. Then and, you have the cocoa and, bread with it. Like back in DC, you get this really nice bread. You stick the patty in the bread and like a little sandwich. Oh, this doesn't come with it. Actually, this is maybe this is something a little bit different because what this is is more of a pastry. Mm. What they do that has like it's, but it's a very unusual pastry. Really? Yeah. And they call them meat patties. I mean, it's probably what it is. I mean that's yeah. what beef patties are. I mean they're, they're they're really nice. The pastry, the 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 crusts or what do you want to call it? It's really flaky and yeah. kind of delightful and a spicy filling. Um, but yeah, like in D.C., we ate I ate it a lot because it was cheap for when we were in school. You know, mm. I can't remember what it was. We get like a uh, some ginger beer and some a uh, couple of beef patties, chicken loaves, and some cocoa bread. Head back to the studio, continue our work, and that was our dinner sometimes. Well, that sounds pretty back good to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamaica, Jerk 76 is open now on the northwest side of Milwaukee. 
We'll post details and links over our website at RadioMilwaukee.org. So, Ann, uh, on Facebook, I saw some uh, people talking about this new proposal to regulate food trucks in Milwaukee and how they operate, especially on Water Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, over Milwaukee reported that food trucks could return to Water Street under a new proposal, but only until 1 a.m. with new restriction on how they operate. I guess it's part of an overall uh, how food trucks are regular in Milwaukee. I have my thoughts on that, and I'll get into that later. Uh, based on my experience of living in other cities that are probably a little more progressive uh, on how they deal with food trucks. Uh, Alderman John Brostoff is really saying that he believes this is the best way of doing things for the city uh, and really enforcing bad operators. I mean, there's bad operators in every industry, brick and mortar restaurants, food trucks, coffee shops, like, you know, but yeah, well, aside, I'm not defending him at all, but I know, mm-hmm that from what I've heard, there've been complaints about everything from food trucks blocking, yeah. like you get to an intersection, you can't mm-hmm. see to, you know, pouring grease into the street to customers yeah. just throwing garbage. But that's like the throwing garbage thing. I mean, like, I don't, that's on, that's on the, diner. that's on the, that's on the diner. Yeah. Uh, the new framework apparently includes four key provisions, restriction of food trucks within 50 feet of restaurants without drive throughs the creation of a two-limit access zone types, uh, the establishment of this new citywide truck requirement and penalties and a requirement that the Common Council review the regulations annually, according to Urban Milwaukee. Uh, type 1 zones will limit food truck hours to operate until 1 a.m. instead of 3.30 a.m. I don't know how. I mean, late-night food option in this city has been, we talked about this, been abysmal. It's a joke, Right. I get you want to be safe. I'm all about that. I'm all about the, the grease. The people do grease. Get them tickets. You know, be clean and all that kind of stuff. I agree with some of the stuff, but like the three thirty and one o'clock. Like, there's a reason why cities like Seattle and Portland require every bar to have food because food does soak up alcohol. So you got people on mm-hmm. the street and food grease. It's just it's science, mm-hmm. and we want to be considered a global city. The idea of like not having late night options for people, especially when they're walking out drunk and they're probably hungry. I've, I've been at a bar and like starving and then all I can get is Jimmy John's, which is a joke. I completely disagree with that. That is dumb. I, I heard some reports that a lot of these businesses make a lot of their money at that 3.30 mark between 1 and 3.30, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're already cutting their salary. So it's not even, and the restaurants are closed, right? Yep. So that that's the point I really think is just ludicrous. But going on. Type two zones with limited number of trucks within a zone. I can understand the parking and all that kind of stuff and all that. There'll be fines uh, ranging from five to fifty to fifty to five hundred. And as of now, I we didn't I didn't see what they they discussed the proposal on uh, May sixteenth, and they expect to discuss the proposal with the public safety health committee yesterday. So I don't I don't remember checking that out. But like when I was in Austin, man, it was such a food truck culture. Have you ever been to Austin? No, I really want to, though. And I like how they do the food trucks and how they set it up. And maybe Milwaukee needs to visit Mr. Jonathan Brosman. Maybe needs to go learn from what Austin's done and see if that can apply to Milwaukee. Right. And see if like it's it's a total food truck culture. I mean, I think Austin's food scene has been beneficial because of the food truck scene. And a lot of food trucks, people can't open a brick and mortar restaurant. So the food truck's the best option, right? We're going to business. So 
I see both sides. I see there's compromises you can do, but like the 330 and and all that stuff, I think they can really, really have bring everybody to the table to actually figure out the best solutions. Cause I don't know if they brought everybody to the table. You know, I feel like politicians don't really do that. Yeah. That's not their thing. I could be wrong. Maybe they did bring everybody to the table, but I don't know. But I think the city of Milwaukee council should go visit cities that have a, a burgeoning food scene, truck scene, and talk to the city of how they handle these issues and maybe that, learn from it. Right. That is a really, really wise you know, suggestion. Yeah. Cause like my LA's food truck scene popped off and like all you hear stories, of Anthony Dane, all the taco trucks, it really created a culture. Uh, and I feel like Milwaukee's trying to sanitize and gentrify a lot of the culture. So that's my take on it. Uh, I get the they want to have waste baskets. I think the cities provide waste baskets. I mean, what the heck? like? Come on, should they have like? I think the city should provide the waste baskets. I think this is a benefit for the city to be with the tourism. They pay taxes to the city. They pay sales taxes. All this stuff, you know. It's, it's I think there's a better solution. That's that's all. That's my take. I don't know what you think. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent fully formed on, on this. And um, I mean, I can see, I can see both sides, I guess, yeah. at least based on the arguments I, yeah. I've read so far, but. Um, I mean, like you said about throwing grease in and like find them tickets, like that's, that's a no brainer. Right. Mm -hmm. But like the hours, I don't, I don't agree with, but anyway. Well, you know, the things like regulating, like, I don't know what you do about like, just what we said, you know, customers behaving badly you know what that's, i mean that's you find the customers just like any if a customer does a breaks a window do you punish the restaurant for breaking the window for them breaking the window no you you find them so why are they penalizing bad actors that are not the food trucks mm -hmm. right that's just give them tickets like public urination do you blame the streets for public urination or you right. blame the person like it's yeah it seemed like yeah. they're trying to push blame I don't know. I mean, it's a deeper conversation. I feel like they didn't bring everybody to the table to discuss these issues like a politician should. That's all. I yeah. mean, I think there, I think there could be a better solution than this. Right? And I agree with some of the issues, what they're trying to address, their safety issues. Maybe they shouldn't be parked so close together. I don't know. Maybe you create better zones. I, I mean, it takes time to really do it right. And I don't know if they're trying to take time to do it right. That's all. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's my take. I know people have their opinions and that's, that's life. Next, Palomino. Um, we talked about them a while. Uh, they, we talked about them not doing food service for a while. And guess right. what? They're, they're bringing their food service back. Kind of a limited menu of some of their uh, popular items, including their burgers, veggie burgers, tater tots, their hot chicken sandwich, uh, which is also available vegan style. They also provide their, of course, pies provided by Honey Pie. Uh, and of course, you know, the typical beverage services. The kitchen will be open Thursday through Mondays from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. Of course, Palomino located in Bayview. And over on the Riverwest side, remember Sticky Rice? They shut down their uh, Riverwest location. Yep. They have their one on the corner of Brady and Van Buren. Right now, a new spot has taken that spot in River West, uh, a 1000 East Locust Street in River West called Kitchen King, serving seafood and burgers 
I saw the signs. I was driving out to work. I saw the photos of the the menu, kind of the menu from afar when I was commuting to work this morning. So they're getting ready to open. Looks like they're going to be open in June. And they were working on creating an album seafood, like tilapia, fried uh, different types of fried fish, Mediterranean-style dishes, even plan to offer a shrimp sandwich and some also Mediterranean uh, uh, cuisine as well, along with chicken sandwiches and burgers. Again, expect to be opening uh, in, in June over in hmm. River West. And finally, I noticed you're, you're reading you're, a, a book you're reading. Can you tell me about what the reading. details? I'm, I'm actually reading. <laughs> yeah, what's 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 what do you what do you what are you up to? What are you what 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 has caught your yeah your, uh, eye? So there's a new book by Ryan Castellas, who is the uh, co-founder of Discourse Coffee Workshop, and it's called The New Art of Coffee. It is so beautiful. Number one, my friend Kevin Miyazaki, who's this fantastic photographer based yeah. in Milwaukee. He did all the, the photos for the book. And um, there's like about 50 recipes that are so far beyond a latte or a cappuccino. I mean, you would just be amazed at some of the things you'll see in there. When I've interviewed Ryan, I mean, we've talked about, you know, things like Chef's Table, how he's been, you know, that particular TV series and mm-hmm. he was really influenced by that. And he's really influenced by chefs, you know, when he creates um, some of these drinks. And, and the book is actually really, really useful, too, because it gets into sort of the mechanics of coffee, um, you know, how to brew, what what the different brewing methods are. So it's not just pretty pictures with recipes. It's it's actually really useful information as well. So this book is out right now. Um, I think I, I mean, I know Boswell has it. But uh, yeah, it's really, it's just a gorgeous book. And if you're into coffee, it's absolutely essential, I think. And if you want to kind of up your game too, to doing some really unusual, different things, this would be another great book to have on your shelf. Sweet. I'm like, uh, I might definitely check that out, even though I'm not a, I like coffee for the obvious yeah. reasons, but I never really got into the fancy side of coffee, so. I might, that might I might check it out and get it and might be more inspired to experiment. So, well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. Thanks again for checking us out. This Bites is edited and produced by Kiri Salinas with support from our membership. Don't forget, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And find This Bites wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Apple, NPR, or straight from RadioMilwaukee.org. And as always... Stay hungry, Anne. And keep the Malort cold. Have a great weekend. You too, Tariq. <laughs>